What does it mean to ask in faith? We began to look at that last time as part of our teachings on how to receive from the hands of the Lord. We read from the book of James chapter 1. James said, if anyone lacks wisdom, and we said that can be anything also, the person should ask of God, God gives to all men generously, and it will be given to him. He said, but let him ask in faith, that's James chapter 1 verse 6 now, without doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. He said, let not that man expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Last time I began to explain this issue of um, asking in faith, and I said, foundation for everything, we come to the Lord in the power of the name of Jesus Christ, not in the power of our works. If we come saying to God that I have done this, you will do this for me. We are playing into the hands of the devil, who is the accuser of the brethren. And because the devil will now say, fine, we are now playing, you have done, you have not done. Then he starts telling God what you haven't done. And God, being a just judge, will have no choice but to rule against you. But we don't allow that to happen to us as Christians. We pray only in the power of the name of Jesus Christ. So that's the foundation. What does it mean to ask in faith? We began to look at that. So first of all, it means to recognize that God is your source. Nobody else. It's just God. In Psalm 123, David said, As the eyes of the servants look to the hand of the master, so our eyes are upon you, O Lord, until you are gracious to us. We don't look at anybody else. I was explaining last time, sometimes we are angry with people simply because we're looking at them to help us, and God did not allow the person. It's very important we understand that it is God that we allow people to help you. I like one thing David said. He says, send us help from above, O God, because vain is the help of man. David had a lot of understanding in this area. He also said at a point in time, he said, who do I have in heaven but thee, O Lord? For that reason, upon this earth, I have desired nobody else. Even though God can use people, but we never look at people, we never fix our eyes on people who God used. It's a violation of the third commandment, which says, do not take the name of the Lord thy God for a vain thing. That is, vanity is idols. Vanity is the method that God used, which we now want to place our faith and expectation upon. Sometimes, that is, in previous times, God may have healed somebody because he went to see a doctor, and the doctor prescribed an appropriate medicine, and the fellow was cured. They now think that if you're ever sick in life, only doctors know how to do it. It's not true. God is still the healer. He may have used a doctor at a point in time, but there are times that that doctor will be the injury of your life if you go back to him. Do you understand my point? Because, you see, God, when you put your eyes on him, he can lead you different ways. There was a time Ezekiah was sick, and after Ezekiah prayed, initially God said to him, Ezekiah, you will die and not live. Then after some time, after Ezekiah prayed in the interval, Isaiah returned with the word of the Lord. Just a few minutes after, he had not even left the courtyard of the king. And he said that 15 more years you will live and then you will be healed. And then how did the healing come? He said, go and make a cake of figs and ply to the wound. Because he had maybe a tumor or something in his leg that was killing him. He had a big sword there. They applied it there and he was healed. That doesn't make that cake of leaves the healing process for everybody that has a wound in the leg. That was a manifestation of God in the life of Ezekiah at that particular point in time. So we must realize that God uses different people to help us. We must never put our eyes on individuals. We must always put our eyes on God. If you are looking for a particular job, what are you really looking for? I said I was going to go into that so I can emphasize that first point again. Remember, I said I'm going to make a number of points. The first point is that we must recognize God as our source, as when we are talking about what it means to ask in faith. So remember, God is the source of health. 
is a source of breakthrough, is a source of anything that you want in life. In fact, some people say they are lonely so that they need to go and get married. You know, God is, a woman will not make you less lonely than before. She may, not be, she may become the one that will give you troubles. So if you are disturbed in your heart, cure yourself with God first. Are you getting my point? Go to prayer. Let God help you. Sometimes your loneliness may be because you are too idle. You don't have work. So a wife wouldn't solve it. It will only increase your poverty. Sometimes what you need is go and find something. Maybe you work for government or you are a teacher in a school. God says to you, you know why I've been putting the spirit of loneliness inside your heart? Because I want you to go and start your own lessons. From there, I will build it to a big school. And one day you'll be a very influential person. But you say, no, I'm lonely because I don't have a husband. You understand? And you now start looking, wanting to marry every joker that comes across your way. Because you don't realize that only in the Lord, the Bible says, are righteousness and strength. If the solution to all your problems are only found in God. So please, I can't emphasize that enough. We must recognize that God is our source. The second point I want to make, because James said it like this. He said, let him ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the, of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. He said, let not such a person expect that he will receive anything from the Lord because he's double-minded, unstable in all his ways. The second point I want to make, therefore, based upon what I just read again, is the fact that if you are going to receive from God, you must know exactly what you need. Sometimes people put their want ahead of what they need, and that makes their prayer ineffective. It is not as if God cannot give you your wants. But because sometimes wants can be very deceitful. Now, this is what I mean. One bank has advertised, and I start praying to God, I want this job, I want this job. One company, one big oil company has advertised, I start praying to God, I want this job. And like Christians do, which is a joke these days, they now start sowing a seed towards receiving the job. They package some money, put an envelope, write it on it towards my job in ExxonMobil, and, <laughs> and they go and drop it in an offering basket. Listen to me, it does not produce anything, all right, in itself. You can't pay God money, you know, to get things out of him. You can't, all right? If you want to ask God for something, just ask. That's what I'm talking about, asking in faith, asking the power of the name of Jesus. But let's, let's sit on what I'm trying to emphasize. Now, so the fellow wants it, but let's look at it. Is that what you really need? That may be what you want, but that's not really what you need. What you need is a gainful employment that gives you a regular income that can take good care of you. That's basically what you want, what you need. It is, not, it is not that job in that bank or that oil company or that telecom company that you need. What you need is a flow of finances. What you need is a place to go in the morning and say, this is the work I do. What you need is for the place to be comfortable. I mean, let's just leave the details of how much you ask for now. But what you need is for you to have the place that says, this is where I work. And this is where I'm earning money from. Listen, when you want to pray to God, limit your prayer to that. The problem with people when they stick with their wants is that they have, it's called idolatry. Idolatry is that if I'm going to prosper, it's a glow, air tele, tea salad, you know, all of them, uh, MTN, they must employ me. You know, because the truth is that you are, idolatry is your problem and covetousness also. You are looking at the pay well, your oil company pays well, and you're, you are just focused on it. You are not looking out for, I need a flow of finances that can help me solve my problems, solve the problems of those who are around me, who depend on me, and for me to be productive. If you are looking at that, you will not be able to mention the name of any particular company in prayer. And that's something I want to teach Christians. It may be revolutionary for some people. They've never heard this kind of thing before. But that's actually what I've practiced over the years, and it's been a tremendous blessing to me. You must know what you need. The advantage of that is this. You will not be tossed to and fro. Some of those needs are clearly called and stated in scriptures, you can put a foundation of your faith 
on a word that God has given. Remember some episodes ago, I explained the fact that Jesus is the word of God. And when we are praying in the name of Jesus, we are praying according to the promises of God. God never promised anybody a job in a particular company. It is not written in the scriptures. Therefore, it can be tossed to and fro. You can become unstable. One of the things that guides me when I'm praying like that is that I always say, look, I will not ask for something that if God gave me something else, I will accept it without complaining. I don't know what, I get, what I'm going to explain. Some people say that when you want to ask for a, a God for a wife, ask for a specific height. She must be five foot, uh, you know, six inches. She must be... I said, okay, assuming God comes and gives you a woman that's five foot, five and a half inches, will you say, no, I don't want, I ask for five, six? She thinks that if you got something different, you will still be fully satisfied. You don't ask for them specifically in prayer because that will only generate unbelief in your heart. You go to God and say, I want the car to be blue. Tomorrow your friend comes with a shiny metallic green. Suddenly your soul goes towards it. They say, God, let me revise that prayer again. You have become the man that James is talking about, tossed to and fro. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening. And may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.